Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 284 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hahn. Alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. It's time to enter into the Upside Down. And were you going to say Great Unknown for a second there? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is Stranger Things 4 Day. Congratulations. We've made it. Uh, at least to part one, episodes one through seven are out now, July 1st, episodes eight and nine. Basically, it's an eight-part, nine-part movie, so like, yeah. it's going to be wild. I'm so excited. Also, happy Obi-Wan Kenobi Day to those who celebrate. Happy Shorzy Day to our friends in the cold north. I already watched the first four episodes of Shorzy, and it is wow. It is a better produced show than Letterkenny, but just not as funny. It's good. It's it's good. It's more of a TV show. There's actually a through line plot, which is different than, you know, so it's it's I like that aspect. It's just not. I was also funny. going to say, obviously, be careful on Twitter because, you know, spoilers for Stranger Things and Obi-Wan are probably going to be flying after the first two hours. So just yeah. be careful. Twitter is going to be nuts today. So uh, congratulations. We've hung on for a very long time since July 4th, I believe 2019 was stranger things three. My wife and I watched a 12 minute recap last night. Shout out to the man of recaps on YouTube. And it was very informative for her. I remembered everything. She needed a big time. It was the first thing we watched when the pandemic hit. So, um, it's been a long time for her since she watched three. So I am excited, but before we start off the show, um, this week has kind of broken us, and I just wanted to send condolences, thoughts, prayers, and and just everything to not only the victims in Uvalde, Texas, but also to two of our friends who lost their father this week, Alex and Machi. So I just wanted to pass along our condolences. Um, yeah, we love you def- all. It's definitely if you're you know in the Parkwood family, definitely you sh- you should know them and. You know, growing, starting as a kid, being kind of afraid of him. You, you, I remember calling the old house. He'd answer, "Yo, you like, oh shit." You know, I'm sorry. Um, but you know, Angel definitely was a, a big part in my life. Without him, I wouldn't have the job where I'm at today. So he definitely was a, a big part to my life. And obviously, the Torres is there, a, a second family, and obviously, thoughts and prayers. And we love you guys. Yeah, and and you know, me, um, same. I grew up. You know, I could see their house from my backyard growing up and and we were so close growing up. And I'm also extremely, extremely broken due to the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And we are not a political podcast. We are not a news podcast for that. But sometimes there are stories that are just bigger than the nerdy news. And sometimes things just break you. And I'm broken. I'm a broken person this week. It just kept, keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And then the, the news of today's death of Mr. Torres is just another thing this week that is just continuing to break. So, um, you know, I, I don't have any answers, especially in terms of, you know, potential, anything that's to do with like gun reform, things like that. I'm not here to talk about that or give my opinions. If you want those, follow me on Twitter. That's where you'll find that. I'm just here to say that this world, children don't deserve it. Nobody yeah. does. Well, all you need to do is you, you take two minutes, go on Twitter, Facebook, just watch, just listen to Steve Kerr. Yes, Steve Kerr, the former Chicago Bulls player, the coach. Yes, listen to him. It's that's that's really all you need to hear. Yeah, he uh, he had some of the most true words yeah. I've heard, and um, you know, I, I 
I can't do anything but think of how I am scared one day to send my girls to school and that should never be the case. And so just, you know, I'm sick and tired of thoughts and prayers. So while I'm not going to sit here and say thoughts and prayers, I will send nothing but positive thoughts, condolences. I just said not thoughts and prayers, but you get my point. I I, I want to do something. I want to learn more. I want to, I want to be a part of the conversation and be a part of that change. So I've kind of started to shift a lot of my free time into that. And I really, really, really want to be a part of that answer and solution because there has to be one. So thoughts and condolences and best to everybody involved in that this week. And we will move on with the pod. I mean, we have a lot of things to talk about this week, a lot to cover. We just said Stranger Things Day, Obi-Wan Kenobi Day. We do have our picks of the week. We have trivia, 10.5 for me, 9 for Sam. We're going to start in TV with some Star Wars stuff. There was a ton of Star Wars news that broke today. Uh, and then we'll go into Better Call Saul from there. I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I ended up putting Star Wars at the top and Better Call Saul. I'm probably going to kick myself for that decision because I have to put time codes in and it's just more for me to do. If I let it off with Better Call Saul, it would have been easier. But what are you going to do? Uh, we have Sony announcing some massive, massive, massive TV projects in the works for some of their games, which is amazing news. I'm so excited. We already kind of knew about one, but the other two are surprises. I alluded to it. We'll have a Better Call Saul recap. We've said it all over social media. This is the time, the best time to be a fan of this podcast. The next four to six weeks are going to be insanity. Check out our Instagram or our Facebook or my Twitter for a basically a preview of what's in store for us for the next month. It's going to be wild times, but we're going to do our recap of Better Call Saul season one part or season six part one as it, the mid-season finale has wrapped. So we're going to go full spoilers. We did one and two before. Now we're going to do the whole season. We can talk one and two, but really for me, my focus is going to be on three, four, five, six, and seven. Um, really maybe even just three and seven with some setups. It was just some wild stuff. Our top three this week, top three favorite character arcs and characters from that first half of the season. Um I'll give my impressions on Nintendo Switch Sports. A couple of sequels are happening. A couple games got some release dates. Thor got another massive trailer. So we'll have that with... We finally got a look at the villain Christian Bale in all of his pretty creepy-ass makeup. His gore goodness. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. So that's a title. Uh, That got a trailer, so we'll talk about that one as well. And the new Indiana Jones film has been delayed, but it got a release year, at least, before Sam brings us home with his weekly water. So let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Pick of the week this week is a movie I finally got to see. I'm glad uh, me and Kelly got to see it in theaters. We saw the unbearable weight of massive talent. (laughs) Like, she, she, she liked it, but I wouldn't say she loved it. I'd feel like this is again. If you like Nick Cage, you this is you know what you're getting. If you don't like Nick Cage, you might not like the movie. It's as simple as that. There's a little something extra in here. I'm not going to say it all because I want you to be surprised when you see it because it's it's funny as shit. And I I don't want to say anything, so I kind of want people to kind of see that. Um, <coughs> the chemistry between Cage and Pascal is, is great. I mean, Pedro steals almost every scene he's in. He's fantastic. He, he probably saves the movie without the, the miscast of someone else besides Pascal. This movie could be horribly wrong, even though, you know, budget 30 million, it only made 28 million so far, but still in theaters, you know, with that Blu-ray sales and stuff, it'll probably eventually make money. 
Uh, Tiffany Haddish was in it, CIA agent. She was pretty good. Your boy Neil Patrick ha- uh, Neil Patrick Harris was in. He plays as uh, Nick Cage's agent, who he basically he, you know Cage plays a fictionalized version of himself. Um, there's plenty of of his movies, uh, you know, mentioned. You know, Face Off, um, Gone in sixty seconds. Like there, there, there's some definitely funny moments there, and um, basically it centers around like he he, he misses out on this role. <clears throat> finds out he's, you know, it, it's, I feel like it's loosely based on, you know, years ago he had to, he owed millions of dollars to the IRS and here he owes, I think like six hundred eight hundred thousand dollars So he decides to do this guy's birthday f- to get a million back. And he was going to retire from acting this whole bit. And it uh, takes you on a nice little ride. Wasn't long, maybe an hour, 40 minutes. Um, what's the guy's 86% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I think I'd probably give it about a, a seven, five, eight out of 10 myself. I thought it was good. Leave your brain at the door. You have some fun. Uh, again, I, I think you got to be a Nick Cage fan here. If not, I, I would probably tell you that to stay home. But you definitely go for Pedro Pascal. Just their their little bromance they have together is is fantastic. It's funny. Has some cool action moments. And there's, and there's the heartfelt moments in here as well. So if you got time, check it out in theaters or wait till it's on Blu-ray. The unbearable weight of massive talent. 158 episodes over seven seasons. I've never watched it all the way through. I'm currently in season two. Boy Meets World is my pick. Of the oh, week. my God. I've One seen, of the best shows ever made. I've seen a boatload of episodes here, there, and everywhere, but never in succession and never to like sit down. So when it was on Disney Plus, I've kind of always had it on the back burner. And I really have been looking for things to to watch while I'm editing, watch very early in the morning when it's just me and Mackenzie just hanging out, waiting for everybody else to wake up. And like sometimes, sometimes in the background at work, a lot of times I like prefer podcasts at that point because I don't have to watch it. I can just listen or like an anime is a really good background fodder for me. But um, this show has kind of taken over my fr- like free time and now it's probably going to stop because everything's coming out now tv wise boy what a packed couple of months here but it'll oh, you know yeah. it'll still be there for me in the mornings and like it's just it's first of all it's it's really funny and it holds up really really well um ben savage obviously very good um there's will not, friedel my boy there's not really too much to say that like other people haven't already said it's like i had no idea that minkus has been in it since the jump i had no idea that like topanga started off as like a weird kind of like recluse and so like i i didn't know that i did so like it's cool to see how that their budding romance and relationship kind of starts and everything you know it's just there's nothing else i can add besides if you haven't seen it or you're looking to watch it again uh, you haven't seen it in a while. You're just looking for a good laugh or like me, something to just have on kind of when you have some time to fill Disney plus has every episode. So check it out. Boy meets world. Everybody's heard of it. Nothing new. I could say about it. Those are our picks of the week. Let's get into trivia. I'm going to go first. It is 10.5 for me, nine for you. But my I question, my question, unfortunately, I think you're going to know it. It's just a touchy subject matter. Unfortunately, another Major star has passed away far too young. Ray Liotta has passed away. Um, three years older than my parents. I believe he was 67. And, uh, you know, so so rest in peace, Ray Liotta. But he voiced the main character in a GTA game, a Grand Theft Auto game, a major one. Which one? 
I know it because I love Ray Liotta and I went down the rabbit hole. I know it's Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's correct. So it is now. Yeah. I figured you did. I, I with it happening yeah. today. I mean, like it, it was pretty yeah. pretty easy of an of an answer. I mean, there's no yeah, way I and, could win this week. So, and you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm Italian. You know, to have Ray Liotta. I mean, I was just like Goodfellas. I mean, Field of Dreams. Even though I was not into Italians, but just being a great freaking movie from being in Blow. I mean. John Q smoking aces. Uh, one of the most guilty pleasures of mine is, is Road Hogs. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that crazy movie. You know Tim Allen. It's mm-hmm. I, I thought it was hilarious, but I don't know. This guy's been in so many great movies. Copland. That you know, rest in peace. Definitely gone too soon. So let me give you your question. Yours is random as shit, but it'll make sense later. What is PlayStation 2's seventh best-selling game? <laughs> I wouldn't even do that to you. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even do that to you. I don't know. You, your question last week was tough. But like seventh? That's so random. Um, it is. It, it is. Um, let me try to work backwards. Like, it's, It'll this. be fun. Like, even if you ask for the answers, like, oh. it, it's, like, it's fun. Yeah. Breaking news on the pod that no one should care about. Um, Uh-oh. yeah, I get, I told you before I get notifications on my phone when <laughs> Nintendo tweets and they just added three games to their online service, Congos, Caper and Rival Turf to the Super NES and Pinball to the NES. So nobody cares that, you know, those are some fun little titles, but not breaking newsworthy. All right, let's work backwards. Um, I'd imagine number one is, is Grand Theft Auto. I'd imagine number two. Or Gran Turismo. They're probably up there. So how many Gran Turismo games were on PS2? Three or four or three? That's about um, right. Some Grand Theft Autos are in there. Some Metal Gears are in there. Um, PS2, so like Final Fantasy 9 and 10 or 10X or X2, I can't remember. Um, there's like Tekken games are in there. So like I feel like I'm in like a a ballpark. Could be Kingdom Hearts, but you said it'll make sense later. So like I'm on my I'm telling you now, I'm on my phone. I'm scrolling through down to our notes section of our show. Returnal of the Rings, Just Stranding. Oh, you look at you look at you trying to You said it'll make sense later. I'm using context clues. Okay. The only thing I I can think of is Lord of the Rings. Uh, but that's not a Disney project, and I would turn that into like Kingdom Hearts, but I don't think that's it. Death Stranding, there's an obvious I love, connection. I love where your head's at. Thank you. Death Stranding, an obvious connection to Metal Gear. So, like, that's where I'm at. Is it's, it's a Metal Gear game based off of your little hint there of it'll make sense later. I just don't know the Metal Gear games by like name and what's on there. So it's. I mean, you can just go for the answers, and I, well, it's not one. It's not one. It's not four. So it's two because four, I think, is a PS three or four game, or no, three. It might be a PS three game, and four and five might be PS four. I don't remember. So I'm just gonna take the answers, and if you know, there's just a metal. If there's a Metal Gear game on your answers, and I'm I'll going take. exactly as I have them written. I hope you would. A Tekken five. B, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, C, Final Fantasy X, or D, Kingdom Hearts? I will take uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. 
That is correct. It is Metal Gear. Yeah. See, this is why we. This is why, and at work, I teach our my my peers active listening because you could pick up on a little context clue there. Yeah, thanks for the the, uh, hint there, bud. I give too many hints away. (laughs) He said it'll make sense later. He didn't think it was going to be a hint, but then again, who would look at the show rundown for clues? This guy, because it's because our fake trivia challenge trophy that we don't have. And the prize that we don't get really matters that much to me that I would take 60 seconds to figure out something. But like hey, now it's, it's 11 to 10. I'm kind of back in it. So I'll, I'll 11 to 10, it. you have gained a half a point. If I get a point next week without you doing it, then I still win by two. Um, yeah, you. we always say it first to 11 and I'm at 11, but yep. got to win by two. So let's yeah, dive there? into the TV section at 1648-ish. Excuse me. Uh, let's start with the Star Wars stuff, and we'll start with the most hype one. The announcement today that the Mandalorian season three will, in fact, premiere February of two thousand twenty-three. I'm not gonna lie. I was ex- I was expecting this later in the year of twenty twenty-three. Obviously, with him shooting The Last of Us, I I just could have sworn this would have been a later release. So I'm very happy with February. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is another instance of 2020 was the last time we saw the Mandalorian. It was towards the end of 2020. Uh, Mando season two, not my favorite. Um, I feel like now with a lot of that out of the way and it's been such a long time, I feel like season three is is honestly going to potentially be the best season. Just like some of the concept art they've shown and just there's just a lot of good signs. And I really think that this has potential to be just epic television. I'm looking very forward to it. Did you see the one episode of Boba Fett where the one episode is prominently Mandalorian? Is episode five, I think. No, I, I stopped. I, think after, I stopped Boba Fett after that chase through the town well, where everybody I, was going three if, miles. If I'm you, hour. just just watch episode five because it literally like it's just Mandalorian. Yeah, my like, my you, plan you need would to be watch. to watch something like that closer to February. Yeah, I'll I would forget. just say before, yeah, before this season starts, just make sure you at least watch that episode. I mean, that in the finale, then you literally basically get everything, but you you definitely need to watch five. Yeah, I will. You're not actually the first person today that said that to me, and I I definitely will. I'm just in, if I do it now, I'm gonna forget. So I might as well. It's just... it's like one of the best episodes, like best like best of Star Wars, like anything. Like it's up there. Like I consider that episode like like Doesn't the Vader that... scene. Like from like that. Doesn't that tell you like that that book of Boba Fett just wasn't a great series then? If it's I mean, best I episode, it, it, it the just, like I think it's kind of what you always say about like like when they made these movies when they made Rogue One, like you had this idea of something, and like, oh, they played out that idea again. Everyone always had Boba Fett him on the pedestal, and they always thought he was some badass bounty hunter. And you kind of find out some shit, and you're like, oh, he's not this bad guy I thought of. So they, they hated it. Me on the other hand, I never thought Boba Fett was a badass younger I didn't like Star Wars so I was like, oh this guy dies in three minutes so like he he was nothing to me so to get more of a story like I don't know I definitely enjoyed it more than um the bigger Star Wars fans I'll tell you it came out I think in December of 21 I think I think like December 8th or something I think that like I haven't heard a single person talk about that show since January like it just kind of left the pantheon of of I feel like Elden Ring came out and everything else was forgotten. <laughs> Legends Arceus, Horizon, Elden Ring, and uh, what big Disney thing came out? I mean, I would say maybe Moon Knight. That that definitely took over a little bit because that was Didn't definitely the chatter of the town. 
didn't some out come out before that though? Am I am I crazy? Am I crazy? Oh, I listen, I, I list every single thing I watch. So like this is where this is gonna come in handy. TV. Uh I don't think so. Peacemaker, definitely. Yeah, I uh, had its run. Halo. Ooh. And I, I and I did finish Halo. Um I, I it was definitely their entire budget went to the finale. There was so that. much CGI it wasn't even funny. It, I, it, that. I saw a fight needs- I saw a fight scene. Um like a, a yeah, very popular one, and it was just so wonky. It it's, looked- it's it's sci-fi. I mean, it's a sci-fi channel. Like you, you, you definitely get what you pay for. I mean, that the first season, it won't be on anyone's best of anything. If anything, I could definitely see it making the worst list. I just, you know, maybe I'd maybe give the series like a five out of ten. It 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 definitely was. You know, there was maybe two episodes like really worth watching in a moment in another. Other than that, it it somehow got. Greenlit for a season two. Yeah, I, I just could not give a flying shit. Just could not. But anyway, um, on to the back onto the Mandalorian. I, I, I guess the sour taste that two left to me, at least. I know a lot of people loved it, yeah. but when I hear a robotic Luke Skywalker that is literally CG on my screen, I'm just over it. I. I just think you need episode five of Boba Fett to to be reminded of what the Mandalorian can do. Yeah. Um, it's also funny that, that, like, we just watched Better Call Saul, Giancarlo Esposito. We are going to watch The Boys, Giancarlo Esposito. If you want, you can play Far Cry 6, starring Giancarlo Esposito. And then you're going to get Mando season three in in eight months. Giancarlo oh, he, I mean, he's Esposito. definitely having himself a few years, definitely. <laughs> so, like, you got to really separate your Giancarlos. And- and uh, and one thing to. they did say of season three, he's he's featured way more prominently in this season than he was in season season uh, two. He was almost absent. You know, yeah, Carl well, that's another reason I didn't like it. Like, where the fuck are these first episodes going? Like, where can we go somewhere? Timmy the Oliphant was the goddamn highlight of the season for me. And so. he was anybody. Hey, come on, Timmy Oliphant's fantastic. He is so fantastic. <laughs> he is. He is so fantastic. But you know, again, I'm I'm, I'm hyped to see Bogotan. She was. Uh, said that she was going to be back for season three. I assume we're going to see Ahsoka Tano, maybe, maybe not, depending if that leads into her own show, which I believe is right after season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, um, like uh, airing, um, you mean? Like, yeah, when it actually so, yeah. Yeah, so we don't do, we got to wait, what, 10 months? We're fine. Is it that long? Shit. Something like nine, I think. Eight, or eight, July, eight, August, September, fine. October, November, December, know what month January, day it is. Nine. I know nine it's months. not long. We're fine. Nine months, and it's at the end of May. So really, you know, it's about little, you know, if Sam, if you get pregnant tomorrow, perfect, the baby will arrive when the show debuts. That's how I had to think about nine months of my life. Is that that just was a thing? <laughs> Twice. All right. Anyway, uh, Andor also got its release date and a little teaser trailer. Uh, Andor will premiere this year, August 31st, 12 episodes, Disney Plus. We got about a minute and 50. This is the prequel to the prequel to the prequel trilogy to the sequel trilogy. So um, there's a lot of prequels in here. I I, I saw your Twitter post. I did crack up. I I thought it was funny. You got to drop that heart, though, bro. It's engagement. I need the engagement. I thought I did. I think I did like it. 
I didn't, I didn't see that. I got one person liking it, and it is Kevin Legowski. So shout out! I said it blows my mind that Star Wars is such a is in such a rut creatively that they're doing a prequel series for the prequel film of the original movie, which became a prequel trilogy to the latest three sequel films. So uh, that's uh, and oh, Sam just dropped a like, didn't he? My boy, I swore I hit a heart before when I saw it because I thought it was my boy. My boy, Um, do you? Okay, so you thought it was funny. I was going to say, do you agree with that statement that I made? Because I know it could be touchy. I mean, I mean, I I'd rather have something new. But okay, (laughs) you want to give us twenty four episodes of uh, set five years before Rogue One. Yeah, so like that's another thing. We have twelve episodes in one, and I believe season two is already greenlit. So you know we're yep. going to get some another yep. like ten to twelve episodes. Um, I just, I just don't care. I'm so over the Skywalker timeline, not the Skywalker thing. I'm, I've been over that forever. I'm so tired of this time period. Can we please, please, please go? You have a fucking space epic. You could go literally. Thousands of years in the past or the future. You do whatever you want. You can make we, it up. We keep we keep going back. <laughs> We're in like a 30-year history here. Can we just move in a different direction? Please, please, please. I will watch it. I just said I'm hyped for the Mandalorian, so yeah. I get that. Um, but the Mandalorian, you know, I'm I am like so vocal about it. I didn't enjoy season two. So this is more of like a way for it to come back. And my least favorite part of season two is when they brought Luke Skywalker in. I'm tired of it. Give us an original story. And that's what I like about the high Republic stuff. It's at least trying to do something different. So yeah, that's my thoughts on Andor. It's not like the series looks bad. It's not like the teaser looked bad. Yeah, it it looked was good. fine. Yeah. It was fine. But like, can we just please get, I hated the fact that rogue one exists because it's a prequel to a thing. I didn't need a prequel for. And now that prequel is getting a prequel. What is going on? Like so, Diego Luna from Cassian. The only other two actors, big actors, you know, if you if you need some swing, we are getting Forrest Whitaker back as Saul Guerrero, and we're also getting Stellan Skarsgård. So it's nice. a nice cast. Yeah, it's just you know, again, like just like you said, the prequel, the prequel. Got it. So Andor will be. I'm sure it'll be fine. I you know it could go the way of Book of Boba Fett, where everybody watches it, talks about it in the moment, and then they kind of just forget about it. Or it could be a sensation because Rogue One at the time of its release was not very loved. And it's over the years, it's kind of grown into like it has a much more cult following. It's much more accepted. People put it at the top of their rankings list for Star Wars movies. It's kind of just become like this underdog. And so as much as I don't agree with it, I do love the end 10 minutes. I think everybody in their right mind should. But guess what? Skywalker stuff. It's Vader. So, uh, you know, there's that. It's. We all yearn for our, our nostalgia, but uh, boy, howdy. And I, it sucks because I'm sitting here telling you that I would love something with Darth Maul. And uh, uh, and I'm also telling you to also like move the time forward or backwards yeah. a thousand years. But Darth Maul literally deserves more. He was in one thing, uh, non-animated, like one thing. Yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. So uh, needs needs more love from a live action perspective. He was like the coolest thing about Star Wars for, I don't know, a decade. So that's that's just where I'm at on this. I I go back and forth. I will try it. I can get I can almost guarantee I won't finish it. But maybe it'll steal me. I don't know. Maybe it'll steal me. Teaser was good. It was just it yeah. wasn't bad. I'm not saying that. So teaser was good. Star Wars Skeleton Crew has been announced as a new series starring Jude Law 
I believe he has just one more semester abroad. Uh, and that's why it is coming in 2023. Thank you to Disney plus. I wonder how many people are going to get that joke. I'm going to get a text from Jim. Good stuff. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, n- n- nice one. <laughs> yeah. If it would be someone, it would be him. Um, but so yeah, look at this. I don't know a thing scale. about this. Maybe I'm, maybe this is the show we've wanted. Maybe this is the here we go. Oh, well, but this feels like a bad batch thing to me. A skeleton crew feels like it's like five guys on a suicide mission, and they're gonna it's try a to story about a group of kids about ten years old from a tiny little planet who accidentally get lost in their Star Wars galaxy, and it's a story of their journey trying to find their way home. How do you get lost in a galaxy? That's rough. Um, and so, where does Jude Law fit in with the ten year old boys? Because that's not jiving with me right now. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't see like the magic school like bus, the magic school bus driver, who bit the red haired woman. Um, that, was, that, was, I, that was a great book, great, great animated show. I, I, it depends on the timeline, but you know, I'm, I'll give it a shot. This is the thing, and I think you agree with me on this. Um, this is Disney Plus. We already have it for a billion other reasons. Literally, yeah. all it is is time. If we don't like it, okay, wow, it was forty five minutes wasted. But it's not like we have yeah. to pay anything additional or go to the movies. Or anything like that. When it comes to that, I'm always going to give it a shot. Um, yeah, I just can't again promise I'm going to love it. Simple as that. I, I mean, just like for Disney, man, they got the Marvel universe. They have like the Disney universe, Star Wars. Like, there's just there's so much content coming. Like, it's almost overwhelming. Like, there's so I, many shows, so many movies. We just gave them 15 minutes of our time. It's been 15 minutes almost since we've started yep. talking Star Wars. So, you know, if so facto, we're about to hit they the 30 minute about it. And you got us talking about it. And so, and this all just broke Thursday. So it's freaking hot off the presses. It's 9.20 p.m. Thursday, the 26th of May for us. So like this is hours old and we're kind of reacting to it in in live time. So it's nice. It's nice to see things moving forward. You know what? Here's what I'll say. And I'll end it on this. It's nice to get release dates instead of delays. Yes. Perfect. Love it. Simple as that. All right. Uh, I was almost kind of hoping you'd say something so we could be exactly at 30 minutes for Better Call Saul because for me, mentally, that's an I know, I did. I already, I'm already on my Better Call Saul notes. I was already like got excited. I was, I was set in my ways. <laughs> We've been waiting for over a month to do this part of the show. We tried before, but we had technical difficulties. I was on vacation for part of it. I was on vacation when arguably the biggest episode of the series aired. I watched it on an iPad in a South Carolina hotel suite. So like... I have been itching and scratching to talk about this, Sam. Better Call Saul Season 6, Part 1. It's over. The mid-season finale happened. We are going to talk spoilers. So I have time codes in the episode description. If you do not care about Better Call Saul, what's wrong with you? If you do not want spoilers, if you have not seen it yet, please, please, please open the episode description. Take a look at the time codes and fast forward because we are not holding anything back. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Howard Hamlin's fucking dead. Nacho fucking killed himself. Absolutely fucking breathtaking. And I mean that in the literal sense. It was hard to breathe. There was so much tension in the air. This season has kicked ass so far. Fuck the naysayers. I love the pace. I like a slower burn. The show tells you things that you wouldn't necessarily need to know. Who cares about the neighbors riding their bikes? Oh, because it leads to Gus and it gives you his backstory and his mental state. I loved everything about it. The season has been chef's kiss. What do you think? Can we say that I'm two for two on calling death so far? I There's a reason I had Howard Hamlin number three in my list of most anticipated characters because I figured 
it was going to go down for him. There is no mention of HHM in Breaking Bad. So, you know, his shit just ends like and I I wouldn't have been shocked if it was suicide. But as soon as he hired a P.I., you knew that he was going to you just knew it. You just knew as soon as he hired that P.I. that Jimmy or that he Lala was going to like or like I was going to say the cartel even that he was going to find some stuff out about Jimmy get mixed up in the wrong situation. And I believe you said something along the lines of he was going to get in the crosshairs or something. Yeah, he, he was going to get literally I said on the podcast, he's going to get caught in the crosshairs and yeah. literally yeah. cut in episode seven. I was like, oh, oh, I mean, like we need to want to talk about tension. I think of episode three and episode and seven. episode seven. I mean, you, I was on the edge. Like, again, you know what's coming, but yeah. you're on the edge of your seat. I was like, my I had to get water. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I was so freaking nervous. I'm so into the show. Um, one thing was funny was my one sister kept calling me. She, because f- she never watched Breaking Bad before. She flew through watching the show. Breaking Bad or For First, it was Breaking Bad. And then she got done. I was like, hey, there's the movie. And then come on for Better Call Saul. She wind up catching up, watched everything. And she actually likes Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. And I was like, wow, you're the, like, I never heard someone actually say, she goes, I just, I love him as Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman. And she loves Mike. So she's like, I just think it's one of the best written shows. I was like, I told you, I told you to watch these shows years ago. I'm glad you finally listened. Yeah. And I, you know, this, this season has just painted the fact that I will no longer say my, my copywritten line of Breaking Bad's an 11 out of 10. Yeah. This is a 10. I, I truly feel like they are so close to just being on even fields with each other that there's no point in trying to pick out which one's better because now it is simply just the best universe in television history. There's just no doubt yeah. in my mind. This is the best universe it's, ever created. It's, yeah, I, that, that I would agree. And I don't know who knows if they continue it after this or not, but what uh, Vince Gilligan done and it was a Peter good, what they've done to these, both of these shows. It, it's fantastic. The little details. I'm just so glad I rewatched. I've been rewatching the season prior to these new episodes because I am picking up on so much more. Yeah, I mean, you you know, The Wire, The Sopranos, great individual series, but they are individual series. There's not really the yeah. spinoff show. You know, obviously, Many Saints and all that good stuff in the movie realm. Um, the Wire has almost like a spiritual successor right now on HBO. It just premiered We Run This City, I believe it's called, with um, the guy who plays Shane from The Walking Dead and The Punisher. I can't think of his John name. John Bernthal. Thank you. And so, like, there's that going on. But at the same time, this has two stellar shows, uh, a Netflix film potential future who knows where they're going to go so uh you know game of thrones had a chance and now with house of the dragon and potential other prequels it could raise its stock a little bit but those you know that show just shot itself in the foot so many times so you know this is just simply a master class of television and for episode three with nacho um even when it was at the very very end even when he took the gun off of Don Eladio and put it to his head. You thought to yourself for one second, is he going to get it out? Is he going to make it out? Is Mike oh, you, mean, you, mean, you mean Bolsa? Bolsa. Did, I say, did I say Eladio? Yeah. Sorry, Bolsa. Yeah, one Bolsa. And so, like, you just think for a second, is he going to make it out? What's going to happen? And, of course, he takes his own life, goes out the way he wants with his father safe. And, like, boy, howdy, you couldn't breathe. You just couldn't no. breathe during that scene. Like, and his, I just, his facial expressions. I was the one. Do when you think your condition, you think of me. I was that like, way he said that, I man. Was, did that not remind you? 
He's goaded. Yeah. Goated. Did that did that not remind you of I am the one who knocks? Like yeah, the way that do. line was delivered. My God. I, I, Michael Michael Mando, if he wasn't noticed, he was definitely noticed from these three episodes. He was absolutely fantastic. I'm, he was like one of my main reasons. Like I, He was in my top three of who am I most hyped to see. It yeah, I think he was Nacho. my number and, one and your number two. I can't remember. And it, it was either one or two, but he delivered tenfold. Yeah, and like I, his one of his bigger performances before this was a villain on Far Cry 3. Yeah, um, and Xbox 360 and PS3 day, so a long time ago, and he was masterful in that role. Another role where he didn't make it to the end of the game, so you know people were up in arms in that. Sorry, spoilers for a decade old game. Excuse me, but he he really hasn't done a ton. But I feel like this right here, he's gonna have the the rocket ship strapped to him, and I could see him either in an AMC universe because you know obviously he's done great things for the network, and they throw yeah. all the money but just maybe even theatrical, whatever he is going to get roles. This is just the beginning for him. I'm so excited for Michael Mando. He's I mean, so we, good. We better see him in the Sinister uh, Sinister six as Scorpion. Yeah. He remember. was in that very recently too. Yeah. And he just kind of walks by Michael Keaton in prison. So like, again, these smaller things, he can now become to the forefront. And so, um, Great tension, fantastic ending for Nacho as a character. They didn't hold anything back. You couldn't breathe the whole time. And I, I like that feeling, but it's also so dreadful. And then when it's exhausting, <laughs> it is kind of exhausting when you watch it and you can finally breathe again, it is exhausting. And then you don't feel that because episode four, five, six, a little bit of a slower burn. They're getting you to where you need to go at the yeah. pace. The show wants to go. And I love that, that it's so deliberate in its delivery that me and you folks like us who are longtime fans, eagle eyed viewers, we're looking out for keys to breaking bad and things with the past and like all the little Easter eggs and just connections and just quite frankly, smart writing. And then they take you all the way up. I'll, we'll get to the rest, but to fast forward to Howard, Howard Hamlin's execution, when that right. candle blows, right. And you know, because 2% of me thought it was Lalo at the first knock the first time. Yep. You're very glad to hear, see it was Howard. Uh, well, not so much actually. Um, but like when he walks in, you kind of know it's just not going to end here. You know something's going to happen. Um, I'm glad they didn't cut the black with everybody still alive and you have to wait. I'm glad they they finalized Howard's end. Um, it was slightly spoiled for me without being spoiled. Um, Bob Odenkirk and the and Peter Gould and um, give me give me uh, Howard's name in real life. Oh, um, uh, Patrick Fabian. Peter- yeah, Patrick Fabian, thank you. All tweeted out, watch Talking Saul right after the episode, and they were all featured. So, like, they only do that. They don't do it after every episode anymore. And so you figured, all right, this is probably the end of Fabian's story. Plus, he posted a picture on IG, and he had blood in his hair. So, unfortunately, I, I, a lot of people. I saw that. I, compl- I saw that after the fact. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God I, I didn't go on yeah, Twitter. I saw yeah, that would have been like, oh, there it is. I saw it before. So uh, when the candle blew, though, that's I remembered that same breathlessness, that same edge of my seat, the same. Oh, my God. You know, remember Jimmy's reaction? How that's yeah. that he that couldn't tension even talk, he couldn't even talk. Yeah, man, that's how I was feeling. And he didn't waste it, any time, dude takes the gun out, takes the silencer, just fucking rolling it. And you're like, this is just not going to end well. I now, mean, you, the only but- you have a little bit yeah. of a nitpick for that. Yeah, but my nitpick was, I mean, again, I understand Howard, you know, was was on LSD. He was probably drunk, looked like he had some drinks. and That wasn't I, I LSD. Guess he, 
that wasn't LSD. The topical, that wasn't LSD. Well, well the he topical, was on something. The topical was, um, I could have sworn it said LSD. it was a synthetic. It was a synthetic caffeine, or it was a synthetic drug that made it uh, appear as if you had two Red Bulls on an empty stomach. They had mentioned that a bunch of times. All that was that was for nothing else. He doesn't drink caffeine. If you remember back in the episode where he made his wife the latte. And she just fucking was a bitch about it. Um, asshole. That woman's an asshole. Uh, when he made her that latte, he's making himself tea. If you pause and look at it, it's chamomile and chamomile tea doesn't have caffeine. That was like their subtle way of telling you he doesn't have caffeine. So when he got the topical, it was simply to dilute his pupils and to get him racing a little bit on caffeine. That's all that was. It was not an actual drug. Um, so that that had worn off and he even said to... Uh, um, uh, Davis and Maine guy, Cliff Maine. Look, it's already wearing off, and his pupils were coming off the dilation. They said it would last one hour uh, when he was with. Okay, yeah, so it definitely. Well, okay, I don't know why I thought it was LSD. I guess it was. <laughs> but, just re- that. but regardless, he had had a ton of. Ca- I've had. I've overcaffeinated myself many a time, and you feel like you're going to crash, and you shake, and your sugars are all out of whack and stuff. It's not a good feeling. I do it, unfortunately, too often. I, I'm in that situation, but uh, so. so- so basically, my, my little nitpick was when he's there and, and Lalo gets out the gun and he's, I mean, he ever so slowly puts on the silencer. I mean, if, if you're Howard, you know, I would like to think you'd at least be like, what the hell are you doing? You, you know, re- make a reach for the for the gun or, you know, do something. But I, it, it makes sense. The, the surprise quick, you know, shoot. That was, yeah, of course, you're like, holy shit. But once you saw him, you knew I just. I would have liked maybe a little bit of a fight because Howard had no idea who he was, who Lalo was 2% of me thinks, well, maybe he truly thought that that gun was strictly meant for Jimmy and Kim. And there was just like no chance he would be an innocent in the crossfire. He doesn't know that he's a drug kingpin Da da da. you know, so that's part of it. But at the same time, if I see a gun, I'm fucking out of there, you know, so and he was near an open door. So I'm also with you there. Maybe the door was shut and he thought it might have been locked and latched by Lalo. So maybe if he runs, that's definitely it for him. Maybe Lalo chases him down. Once he saw his face, though, he almost probably knew like, all right, I've seen this guy's face. Like, there's no way I'm going to make it out of this. It is going to be interesting to see what happens to Lalo and Ki- or to Jimmy and Kim in that room as the season picks up. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't tell you right away. If they maybe start with a gene scene or something like that. I know it was shot as a continuous season, um, but still, I feel like. Maybe we won't pick up right there. Then we probably will. But if we don't, don't be shocked. There are people out there saying Kim's going to die. I'm like, no, she's fucking not. Not there, at least. They're, she's not going to make it out of the I mean, room. Oh, we, still, we, we have six episodes left. There's still a lot of story to tell. Yeah. And did you watch the like the 10 second teaser? The black I did and white it. Teaser? I, I, I didn't. So like the post credit scene, the black and white teaser for the next part of the season, it was just Kim's apartment empty. Nobody in it. Black and white, and Saul slash Jimmy says, "So a happy ending, huh?" And that told me right there, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I don't know if this whole um, uh, Jim and Kimmy meeting up again will happen because, like, the show doesn't tend to do that, where they like they telegraph an actual thing. But I don't know, maybe it was misdirection. I, all I know is that July 11th can't get here fast enough. Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, they, they tease, oh, we didn't really know it was going to be a little mid-finale, and it's like one of the best mid-finales ever. Like, ever. how <laughs> dare you? How dare you trick us like that? Yeah, would that, would you, I would classify that as a pretty perfect episode of television. So, dude, from, I, 
Uh, to me, that's a that's a ten out of ten episode. My yeah. my minor my minor nitpick was the damn gun, but I it, it that's so minor. I I I freaking love it. Some people freeze too in the face of fear. Like you just never know, and and so like I mean, literally like Saul and Kim, they they literally froze. He couldn't even speak. Even before that, if it ended on a Howard monologue, and maybe he like. I don't know, kills himself. No, nah, I don't think they would do Nacho mm-hmm. and Howard like mm-hmm. that. But like, whatever. If it ended with that monologue and we're just on a cliffhanger from that, it's still a nine out of ten episode for me. Like, it was still so good from the from getting uh, the 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 guy from the grocery store or whatever it was to go and reshoot the scenes to having yeah. something minor. Like, I love when Kim takes off her shoes and runs, and then she runs back. I'm like, oh my god, the shoes are in the shot, and then they say. Shoes in the shot. Shoes. I'm like, thank you. This yeah. show is so thoughtful that it even does things like that. There was zero reason she needed to take yeah. off her shoes, but they wrote yeah. it in anyway, and I loved it. And how menacing, though, is Tony Dalton as as Lalo? He's arguably like one his, of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. I mean, just his presence. I mean, he, he walked up and barely said anything, and you're shitting. Like, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, like, it's... You, you got you got to give it to him, and he's one of these. One of my main reasons why, like, I I, I love the show, and you said one of the best villains. You needed a, a big bad, and I think he's perfect for Better Call Saul. So my nitpick of the of the season, not necessarily the final episode, because it didn't take place in the final episode. Although its events did lead to the final episode, I am kind of pissed that I forget his name, but the the Croatian guy in Germany. When Lalo goes to see him, the guy who worked for yeah. for Mike, uh, when he hides in the shed, Casper. Casper, thank you. When he hides in the shed and he hits him with the axe and he hits him with the blunt side, oh, oh. I get like first of all that is gonna break your rib. You're gonna be yeah, broken rib, much, easy broken much, rib. But why the fuck didn't he do it with the other side and kill him? The dude is sh- literally chasing with a gun. You have. You can do it. You can fucking kill him. I was like, maybe he wanted to, to see who the hell he was. What did the guy want? You know what I mean? That's, that, that was like, again, I, He's I, got a gun. I just, just kill him. And then who cares? Who cares what he wanted? So that's my like one nitpick is like Lalo. That was a little bit of plot armor, a little bit too convenient. After he just survived a firefight at the end of season five, which he in real life has a 0% chance of surviving. So, and like killing all of those dudes, like, it was just a little bit too much plot armor for Lalo. And if he dies in a pretty, not simple, but like, or underwhelming, but if he just dies because someone shoots him, I'm going to be like, well, fuck. This guy survived to everything else, but he died to get shot. And it's like, I, I, I'm thinking damn. back, how, how would I, like, who kills him? Like, I, I won't be surprised if Gus. it's like, it's I mean, I, 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 I I see that, but I can Mike? also kind of see it being like he kills Kim, Kimmy? Kim kills him, or something like that. People are theorizing that Kim goes away with him, and they fall in love, or she becomes the cartel lawyer. It's like guys, guys. I, I don't know. I, I I I would love to see both of them die. She sacrifices herself for Jimmy just because she loves him. I, I don't know. It's just I'm, weird I'm on to something me. like that. It's just weird to me because like. Uh, Gus says at the point in Breaking Bad, I'm the last, you know, the the Salamanca bloodline ends with you. And so like that alludes to Lalo being dead. And then also that scene in Breaking Bad in the desert when Jimmy assumes Lalo is still alive. Lalo sends you no Lalo like that. Like ha- oh, that, that means that's if, a good point that's if, so he doesn't know. So if here's my thing, right? If Saul, if if Lalo does die, I think it's Gus and I think it's swept under the rug and never said again. And I think Jimmy might not know he might be living in fear this whole time as Saul 
or at least you come to learn that he's living in fear and that he just, you know, my thing is that, that Lalo ends up in the meth lab at one point and then gets killed in there and buried under the floors or in the walls. And that's, he's going to be there. And then the whole time you watch breaking bad, you're like, damn, Lalo's in there. Now I know like in a rewatch, that's yeah. pretty cool. After and that's, this, I'm that's definitely going to want to watch Breaking Bad. And then Jimmy it just doesn't know about it, and that's why he thinks Lalo is behind that because he's coming back for vengeance. So that's my that's my that's Lalo theory. He's going to get killed, and, and Jimmy won't know about it. Shit, he didn't know he was alive. Like Kim got Howard killed, in my opinion. Her actions and series of events led to Howard's death. Well, I, now, I mean, people could say Howard went to their place you know, on his own accord and stuff like that. But he never would have showed up there if it wasn't for Kim. She's becoming a hate. People are saying, and I agree with it. She's becoming, and Jimmy too, a hated character. But like, they're still the protagonist. It's very Joel of The Last of Us. He's the protagonist, but he's kind of a I know there was a few moments where she's like literally told Howard, like, drop it. Like, stay out of it. Don't worry about it. But he kind of just kept insisting. I I get it. But again, you know, Kim and Jimmy kept effing with him. And... You know, uh, actions have consequences. And if he did, you know, leave, well, well, you know, the I think there's a part two when he's giving his monologue in their apartment. Kim tells him to leave multiple times and he doesn't. Maybe if he yeah. listens and leaves at that point, him and Lalo just pass each other in the hallway. They never think of it. They don't know of each other. And then he's still alive. So like there there are parts of it. I'm not going to say that Kim murdered him, but the series of her actions put him in the circumstance to be at the literal worst place at the literal oh, worst I mean, time. And, and both of them did though. Like J- Jimmy, Jimmy and too. Like, absolutely. Yeah, you know, J- they're, they're both held in a fire. I am shocked. I am absolutely shocked. I don't hear more about this. Actually, really. I haven't heard a thing about this. And the first thing I thought when he calls her, when she's driving to her luncheon and she turns around to say, no D day's happening today. If he really was true and he really was, you know, uh, had her best interest and really didn't want her to come. He never would have called her in the first place because he knew the second that he picked up that phone, she was going to make the decision to turn around. He didn't have to tell her. And then he said, Oh no, keep driving. You knew she wasn't going to, we have that human instinct to do what we're told not to do, especially when we've worked so damn hard to, to get to where we like, and we're on the precipice. Yeah. He never could have made that call. And it could have just been delayed and she would have found out about it. And she could have had her cake and eaten it too with the foundation. There's a lot of things that have been played into that and those circumstances. And I I did like, they did throw in the line that Jimmy said, well, Hey, great. You know, great. You're here. But if you turn around now and gun it, you could just make it like, and she was like, Nope, my place is here. Like he did. I like that. They did include, he did try to send her back, but she was just kind of dead set. Like, no, I'm here. This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a redemption there. I also think that was half bullshit and he knew she was going to say no and it's going to fire up. I mean, knowing, knowing Jimmy. Yeah. You could be right. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. I think I love that. We both have to say knowing Jimmy or knowing Saul. Like that's that just tells you the complexity of the character and how well that he's written and quite frankly how well Kim is written and Lalo yeah. is written and so like that's what we're really looking forward to. Um, the so that was the one nitpick was was uh, Casper. The other thing I didn't love about the season as a whole, not a nitpick, just a thing I didn't love, and I'll go to you for your thoughts on a my opinion and b if you have anything that you didn't love about the season. I don't enjoy seeing Gus so vulnerable. I, the way he is portrayed in Breaking Bad and like the way you have him in your head, yes, to see that other side of him shows the human, shows the, you know, all that. But it is so extreme 
and it is so like I felt like it was kind of filler a little bit at points, and I just man, I don't. It all I, led to the culmination of they pulled all the detail, the security detail off of like Kim's apartment and everything yeah. like that, which led Lalo to go there and he saw a cockroach. He was like, that's my lawyer. So like, I get all that. It's just to see Gus so fucking petrified was just a little like weak for his character. I think I, I, I would disagree. And I say, I think this is the building of, of Gus Fring of kind of, you know, we know where he started from breaking Bell. kind of, they killed his boy in front of him and kind of, he, He's working his way to the Gus Fring that we know. And yeah, I, I, I get, get that. I mean, if you're going to fear someone, you're going to feel Lalo. He knows you tried to kill him, and you know he's going to come back and try to kill every you and everyone you love. So, I mean, I think he has a right. I mean, if you're scared of someone, Lalo's going to be the guy. Yeah, I'll give you all that. It's just like, man, I just. Okay, I'll move past it. I'll move forward. Did you have anything in the season, just overall, that maybe didn't click with you? I mean, the only so the only thing, the, the silencer, that was the only one that actually that I remember coming out. I'm trying to read to see if I see anything else. I, I love the Gus having the neighboring home connected in the tunnel system. I thought that was genius. Like, of, of look course, look of alike. course he has that. Yeah. Um, the detail uh, the show just puts into everything is just fantastic. The little tiny yeah. details are great. And I, again, like I, I love, I kind of love Howard. Howard's kind of ha- his his whole arc. I mean, like the dude, you know, find out he's getting divorced from his wife. He hasn't, you know, slept in his own bed, but he's still trying to be this, the trying to be a nice guy. And you know, it just, goddamn, you just, you just, you hate to see that one. You know what I mean? It, that that was that was a tough one to go. Do you think Howard's wife? plays like goes and looks for him because we have both sides of it. They are still married. They are not divorced. So there's got to be something, but also she is cold and doesn't care. She didn't say goodbye to him. Yeah, when she I, was leaving. Like I, she might just take the money and run. Like, what do you think? Does she play a part at all in trying to find his body in the part two? I mean, I, I think, no, I think it just goes up on a, a missing reports and he's just never seen again. And then HHM just goes down could be like okay he was a drug thing and like you know i guess i don't, that like, could I, be I, I don't even know if they'll show his body like i i, I feel like he, they're gonna make that body disappear and they never see his body again oh dude kimmy and jim are cleaning that up like Lalo's going to force them to clean that up that's what i think we'll rock we'll watch them roll him up in a carpet and carry him out to the car through that oh jeez throw him out the window it'll be, it'll be fucked up <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree. I don't think his wife's going to play a huge part, but at the same time, like, don't you kind of wonder yeah. what happened to your husband? But you know, we'll see what the show has in store. There's six episodes. I think two of them will be Gene Takovic episodes at least. Um, we got to see something. That. Yeah. To wrap that. And, I, and we, I also and feel we they're going to be in color, by the way, I feel like they're going to start in black and white and transition to color. So we don't have to watch. I would, I would like that. And we still have the we didn't get the Walt and Jesse scene yet, so we still have that in the six. So we'll see what they do there. I really, really, really hope that that doesn't like now that like Lala or I'm sorry, now that Howard's dead and Nacho's dead. I really hope that they don't become bigger than they need to be. I want to know what happens to Kim and what happens to Lalo. You have six episodes to do that, and Gene. That's three characters in six episodes. Don't make it about old Breaking Bad characters. Stop with the Luke Skywalker stuff. Breaking Bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have six episodes to stick this landing, and then you may go down as the second greatest show of all time. Like, don't fuck this 
I, 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 dude, I, there's no reason for me to doubt them. You know what I mean? Like they, they've delivered each, each season. The show has gotten better. Agree. It's now more episodes than Breaking Bad. Dude, if they stick this landing, I mean, Vince Gillen, you, you have two of the greatest shows from start to end. I mean, kudos. Let's talk about our top three, our top three favorite characters from season six, part one. My number three is Lalo. It, it is his damn presence of me too. Of kind of, my number three is also. Oh, he's your number three. Also, th- like I, there's a reason I liked this character when he came on season four. You know, to, to spend you know three four days in a sewer. He calls a message. Then he he hears the message and realizes that it's being taped. Like I just thought that was genius. Yep. I I, I, I it, this writing is awesome, and the way he plays this character. I mean, the, he walked in that house, and you. Your asshole puckered up. I mean, this is simply Tony, what happened. That is to the Tony team. Dalton. Seriously, him and Michael Mando so far give them the awards and nominations. Yeah, you know why Nacha or I'm sorry, Lalo is number three on my list and not higher is because he's just quite frankly wasn't in the season enough. Exactly, exactly. But that goes to show how little he was in it, and he's our number three. Yep. Also, a little bit. I'm a little suspect of how quietly he got out that window in Germany when he found the thing. Of, of at Werner Ziegler's house when he was there wasn't like, a lot uh, of time at, not a lot of time and he made zero noise needed no help to get up there and like if you just went into your house Sam and a window was just open wouldn't you think something of it wouldn't you think something happened like yeah, well, she, it was I, I, it was Werner's office she doesn't go in there that window had no business being open unless someone opened it I feel like there would have been a little bit bigger deal made about that if no, i maybe call the cops no one's there you know what i mean but yeah I, I see what you're saying like look for fucking fingerprints then because he wasn't wearing gloves so yeah you know there's that somebody's got a now it's 2003 so i don't know if anybody has a security camera but point being a little bit a little bit there but lalo in the short time he's in it dude every, every second he spent with with uh, margarita i thought he was i thought she was dead and when yeah. he breaks into the house, there's there's so much tension. Every time he's in a scene, there's just so much tension. So, and I like, by the way, I think it's a good thing he wasn't in it as much because too much would yeah. have kind of made it a little stale. Like, so this was great. like he could turn on the charm when he needs to. He could be funny, or he could just be downright menacing, and that's a dangerous combination right there. I love it. My number two, it's Howard Hamlin. Wow! Holy yeah. shit! Not and on my know, list. And I, you know, to he was on your list for you know most, you know, who do you number, hope to see? He he wasn't three. on my list. He was probably on my number four. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Patrick Fabian he he played a hell of a role mm-hmm. from you know beginning in season one of of you know uh, Better Call Saul to to now to see his end to where he started. Just I I love the way he composed him. I loved his mannerisms. I I thought he played this character perfectly and. I just thought, you know, a, a tragic end, but I, you know, I got to give it to Patrick Fabian for, for Howard Hamlin. Yeah, if there was a number four, he'd have been on there. And I think uh, him being my number three most anticipated, he got the exact arc I thought, the exact arc you predicted, the exact arc that I'm happy with. Um, so he has every right to make the list, but um, I have to go with Nacho for number two. I just absolutely, mm-hmm. it's very important to me. He was only in the season for three episodes, but whenever Jimmy and Kim were on the screen in those three episodes, you almost kind of didn't care. And he's my number one. You yeah, just wanted to go back to the nacho stuff. And it, he got the very, very fitting end. And he just every single it, scene just took your breath away. 
he it was so tense i i loved his whole journey of nacho varga michael mando he deserves all the awards to getting caught in the middle to being you know caught in the rock in the hard place basically being you know gus's friends up i gotta do what i say I, i got you now and to go to do what he did and then to basically be given up just you know just giving up, then escaping, kicking out the AC unit, running, hiding gas, oil. I don't know, whatever that disgusting sludge old, was. Old oil. Yeah, sludged oil. And to to go out the way he did was, I do that to me, that was like such gangster. Like, I, I, I don't know how you, like, as an end of a character, like, he will to me. He won't be for, be forgotten as, as a character. He, I know Hector won't damn sure forget him. I mean, he must have got shot thirty damn times. And the way that episode ending, just the, him just constantly getting shot, I I thought it was fantastic. Easily, easily, Nacho Varga number one, Michael Mando. Yeah, my number one is my number one because there's still story to tell. And she went from the most yep. lovable, intriguing character to somebody you could legitimately make a case for right now that you hate. And that is Kim Wexler. Um, she, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if people out there are like, fuck her, man. Her character sucks now. And I and I understand all that. And I, you know, that's fine. Again, I think she is the Joel Miller of Better Call Saul. Without giving away spoilers, go play The Last of Us. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, just because they're a protagonist doesn't mean they have to be good. It means that they're sure. the protagonist. And when... The Last of Us 2 happens and things happen in that game and people get pissed. It's like, bro, he wasn't a good fucking dude. He was a great father figure, not a great dude. Just because he's your protagonist doesn't mean he's a good guy. And I feel like that's kind of where Slippin' Kimmy is kind of going here in that direction of love or hate her. She's still the most intriguing character currently going because gene i think like i want to know how that the whole thing ends and lalo obviously but like kim's story it still has so much to tell and i'm so excited to find out more she plays the part so good ray seahorn is another actress you know or another actor just like michael mando who's going to skyrocket from these performances and you're going to see him and her in many many things to come i'm so very excited for their future Ray Seahorn directed episode four, which had arguably the best scene of the series with Jimmy uh, dressed up like Howard Hamlin and throwing Wendy out of the car. It was just masterful. Um, Here's something I literally just thought of how crazy this is. Uh, You know how they're doing the sticky notes for the plan? Yeah. And it's, it's on the back of that painting that's hanging in Kim's apartment. That, so that matter that well that same, that same painting is carried down the steps in the season one, in the episode one teaser, in that big opening where they go through Saul's yeah. place. That dude, that means that they kept it after the brain matter. Like that's yeah, crazy. So, so you want to keep it as a memento on the painting, right? You want to keep it as a memento because you carried out your plan. That's fine. But now we know that fucking Howard Hamlin's brains are on that thing, and you still kept it. That's crazy to me but i just thought I, of that I, but did did they clean it off yeah like, they definitely cleaned it off that's that's what they call evidence so yeah i'm thinking they cleaned it oh off. i well, well we're gonna find out man it was it was fantastic but yeah kim and, lex and, kim and lex we did for, just to talk on kim i did like when they showed her when she was younger with her mom mm-hmm. you know with, with her old earrings and she's still wearing them now i thought again attention to detail the show the writing and it's you know kind of See where maybe that she she gets her side a little bit where she's kind of starting to go into well been now to slip and Jimmy. Uh, 
July 11th, the final six episodes of this fantastic show return. AMC, AMC Plus. You're doing yourself a disservice if you do not watch Better Call Saul. We gave it 34 minutes, Sam. And it, it's well deserved. And I can guarantee you, when end of the year, it probably will be on both of our top three lists. It's got a damn good shot. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out, and like, if it if it sticks the landing, you know what I mean. It's got to stick the landing, but it's got a damn good shot to do it. Let's continue on with the show, though. Um, at the 104 mark, man, I love that. 34 minutes of Better Call Saul, and we're not even going to slow down the hype train because. There's some incredible, amazing stuff going on in the world of PlayStation games expanding into new media. We know the Ghost of Tsushima movie is happening. We know that The Last of Us is coming to HBO. You want to talk about diversification from Sony. They acquired Bungie with the intention of making Destiny and Bungie projects into multimedia film and TV. You now have a movie in development. You have a show at HBO. You have a show coming to Peacock with Twisted Metal. You have a show, uh, and by the way, Nev Campbell just got cast in Twisted Metal. Um, You have an unannounced show. You have a show coming to Netflix and a show coming to Amazon. They're literally putting it everywhere but Apple TV. And I wouldn't be shocked if fucking this one that just got announced today goes to Apple TV. So they have something everywhere. I'm curious. Are you trying to just touch bases just to see what the most popular... TV streaming services. I was like, why are they picking like one here, one here, one here? I'm like, God damn, I can't even watch two of them right now. Future relationships. They are, in my opinion, looking to see for the best partner who puts the best marketing behind it. Who's got the best creative teams, the production team, who's got the best, you know, stats and numbers. I mean, obviously, you know, subscriber counts go into it, but not for everything. So, you know, if that was the case, then horizon and God of war would be switched. And God of War would be on Netflix. So, like, hmm. they're just playing around with a bunch of different people, see what experiences they get. And I wouldn't be shocked if they predominantly move to one platform majorly for other things. I mean, tech technically, they even have Spider-Man, although that's pushing it a little bit farther. Yeah. But anyway, Sony has announced that the previously rumored God of War series we have talked about before will officially come to Amazon Prime. So yes. that's great. Perfect. They announced a, a Horizon Zero Dawn, well, Horizon series. That's coming to Netflix, and they also announced a Gran Turismo series, but that currently doesn't have a home. And I'm, I'm, out of all of them not to have a home, I'm okay that it's Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah, put that on uh, Speed TV. We'll be fine. Yeah, like I'm good. Like, obviously, like I've, I've never played the Horizon games, but I'm interested. So like I it, for, for that to jump on Netflix, to me, that's perfect for me. God of War. I have Amazon Prime. I'm never going to get get rid of Prime, so that's great. And I I really don't care for Gran Turismo. A little upset that Twisted Metal's on Peacock. I'm not going to lie, but I mean it's it's good to see that there's so many video games that they're coming to the TV and, and big screen. Hmm. I uh, I I think Horizon is a perfect um, candidate for a series because the games. They have RPG elements in there that I really don't care for. The side quests are kind of boring. The characters are one note. The story kind of fell flat, especially in the first game. And like even the performances are a little whack. And so what I think 
is you can really flesh out the world because the world is just stunning. The premise is amazing. Metal dinosaurs and animals like robotic, like that's crazy with warring tribes. And th- so it's got like C and all these other shows that do it really, really well. It's got an incredible amount of potential, but I think that potential could be realized on the small screen. So I'm happy to hear that. And I'm also happy to hear it's not just a movie yeah. uh, that so that's great to hear. Amazon Prime, like you said, everybody's got it. They have bucked up their shit, man. Once Lord of the Rings got signed to them and they have those rights, and now I think they have the 007 rights as well. So, like, they have a ton of money, obviously, to put behind projects. So, from a production standpoint, if the Lord of the Rings comes out and it looks and feels good, then I have zero uh, 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 trepidation that God of War is in the right hands. Yeah, and got it got award the fans the game. I think it, it makes perfect sense to hopefully release. Well, so it won't come out to what at least earliest next year, the absolute earliest. Oh God, yeah, these are twenty twenty four, all of them. Because next year we're gonna get probably get Twisted Metal next year. We're definitely getting Last of Us. Last of Us. So yeah. we're talking Tsushima probably twenty five. These two maybe twenty four, but these these are twenty fours for sure. At least, yeah. God damn it. So, but they're all. But again, you have Ragnarok coming potentially at the end of this year, so that's going to keep you busy. You got Horizon. You got two Horizon games to play if you ever wanted to. If you sign up for the subscription service, you're going to get them included. So, like, where you're going to get one of them included, you get a five hour trial. By the way, they did five hours for that one, so you can make a good chunk there. So, like, you have options to keep yeah. yourself occupied. Twisted Metal will be funny. Uh, to see how that goes um but you know i think that again you'll be stretched just fine in 2023 also we're about to get a playstation showcase let's not forget you got wolverine you got spider-man 2 kotor remake the things they haven't announced yet that's coming the last of us remake maybe final fantasy sequel come on yeah there's a lot stuff coming down the pike so i think if they are 2024 there will still be plenty to satiate you I'm just thinking who's going to play Kratos. I already know who I want to play Aloy from Horizon, but who the hell is going to play Kratos? That's what I want. The Rock. I want. Okay, <laughs> we, I think we said that before. Aaron Paul. All right. Anything else you want to say about these projects before we move on? No, let's move on. Uh, a live action speed racer series. Go speed racer. Go. Is in the works at, of course, the one missing from Sony, Apple TV+. Plus. Man, I haven't watched the cartoon Speed Racer in so damn long. The, we got a you DM saw the, the live action. We got a DM from a dog today who said that uh, they liked the live action. So shout out to the folks who run accounts with dogs on them. It's just Jim. He, you know, his dog nice. Poe has his own IG, and he said, "I, mean, I take. I, I enjoyed the live action movie." Yeah, the the live action. I I it's it's just different than what. I don't know what we expected. I I thought it was okay for what it was. I'm not going to say it was one of the best, you know, movies ever, but I just think it's a, a junk food movie that you could watch once and and probably never watch again. But I'm, I'm I'm but I'm here. I'm I'm here for I got to give it a shot. I I love Speed Racer as a kid. Like it, yeah. that car was so damn iconic. Yeah. Got to give it a shot. We have some like Anthony Pino is psyched and you know, that's a boy. You know, I'm psyched for him. <laughs> I, it's one of those things. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. If it's like super wacky and zany, all right, I'm in. I just want wacky races to come back. So, you know, that's, you know, that's you know what's funny? Was, in my head, I was like, man, wacky races. I haven't watched that one in a while either. It's so good. It <laughs> still so holds up, man. I, I just love that show so much. 
I can't oh, the do dog the thing. Yeah. The, yeah, Dick Dasterly yeah. and his dog. Yeah. Mutley. Mutley? Mutley. Mutley. That sounds right. Yeah. So uh yeah, we don't have a we don't have a date, we don't have a window, we don't have anything. But Deadline reported it or Hollywood reporter, I can't remember who. Um and so we're gonna get it. It's gonna be exciting. Now I'll take it over in gaming and we got one impressions and just a few other stories, but let's see what you thought of Nintendo Switch Sports. It's the most fun I've had with Helena playing a video game ever. Oh, so that's cool. It's the first time I've ever played a video game with Helena. So there's that. Um, it's fun. It's it's fun. It's if you had Wii Sports uh, or even Wii Sports Resort, it's totally like blast of the past. Super fun. Like the bowling is just so much fucking fun. And uh, and so that part is great. The sword fighting is stupid. The volley, the tennis is wonky. Um you know the volleyball is fine, the the badminton's unnecessary, and the soccer is just fantastic. So the soccer and the bowling are the highlights for me. The they're it's enough of a reason for me to own the game just for those two. And it's um, good exercise too, right? It's good exercise because they give you a leg strap so you actually kick the ball in soccer. So like you get up and oh, you're nice. moving. Yeah. Okay. Like um, that. It's super fun. Like bowling, it's so accurate. It really, really is the way they just, you just nail it. You feel like you're bowling. You turn your wrist, the ball gets spin on it. Like you can set up anywhere and make shots and like hook the ball as much as you want. And so like, it's got a lot of realism in the bowling. Helena bowled a 141 yesterday. Oh, like it's geez. running in the family. She's three years old. Can I remember? She just turned three a couple months ago. So, if, you know, it's pretty goddamn impressive. She only got she we played the three of us yesterday, my wife, myself and, and Helena, my three year old. And she got five strikes, four in a row, by the way. She got a four bagger to end the game, the ninth frame and all three in the 10th. She strikes out. It was wild, dude. Um, That's awesome. It was wild. She's like going nuts because she's like, I got a spare. We're like, No, you got a strike, baby. Yeah. So like crazy, crazy fun. She got five strikes in a game. Ashley and I combined for four. She outstruck both of us. We don't, Damn. I don't help by the way. I don't help her. All I Boy, do a prodigy. All I do is before the shot, I move her to the right you center. Yeah. Yeah. Got well, it. Yeah. Got just it. so she doesn't throw it in the gutter. But other than that, the shot and the twist and the spin is all 100% her. So like, it's so cool to see that we might have a prodigy in the family. Love that. Uh, you know, captain of the high school bowling team here. And I want to brag about yeah. it, but I did get a plaque once. So there's that. Uh, and some orange slices. So, uh, it's cool to see that my girl's into bowling. She wants to play it all the time. The problem with the game, because it's so much fun. I went online because like the we didn't have that. So it's cool. I can go online and play bowling against other people. And the premise of it is amazing. 16 people all bowling at a time. They split the game into four phases. Frames one through three, four through six, seven through nine, and the 10th frame. And after the, each of the first three frames, half the people get eliminated and only oh, half move on. So you're down to three by the end. So it's it's really, really cool. And so you got to keep it up the whole time. You don't just bowl a game against people and compare your scores. You get booted from the game, eliminated. See ya, finito, uh, if you don't bowl well. And so like that premise is so cool. You feel that pressure. It feels like a battle royale almost in a sense. And like, so you get down to it, get down to it. So one of my online games, and this is where my problem with it is, one of my online games, I finally made it to the finals after three times of not making it to the finals. I finally make it to the finals. I'm two pins behind the leader. I'm in second place. He quits, and the whole uh, game, and the whole game nice. gets booted. And they don't give you 
Like you're supposed to get rewards. When you play an online game, you get points, 40 points for playing 10 points yeah. for a strike. Da, 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 and you use those points to buy clothing and stuff like that. Just a way to keep you in- engaged. Even though I didn't quit, even though somebody else did and I got booted for it, they didn't give me the points. So I was like, I wasted 15 minutes of my time to not get shit to know that that's a thing to know that that's going to happen a, a lot because it's Nintendo's online. It's not very good is ext- especially if people like rage quit because they're not going to win. I'm, that's extremely frustrating for me and it made me not want to play the online. So that's the downfall is like the online's got a great premise, especially for bowling and soccer. I just don't want to play them if I'm going to get booted and then get nothing for they it. They just and need to put in a good. I was just saying they need to put in a patch there to if that the person that does boot it, they should or if they just quit, they should lose some points. And then the person who got quit on like you, you should get thrown some cost. You 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 have to get something for your time. Something. I don't even care if they don't give you the full 40 points. Every hundred points you can buy something. So technically you get 40 points for playing and plus all your perk points. Uh if you just gave me 10 points, just something that made it worth my time, I would be better. Than I am. I'm yeah. a little sour about that. But there's another piece of bowling too. It's called special bowling. It's got uh, easy, medium, and hard. And it, it there are obstacles on the lane. So it could be pinball things going back and forth, like bumpers. And like you, if you hit one, it flies off. It could be moving targets that like could get in your way. It could be things that raise up out of the ground. It could be the lane goes up and down like a half pipe. And your ball just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So there's a lot, like there's all these cool little obstacles that make it harder. And, uh, and that's just a nice little twist into it. And the hard is hard. I bowled like a 140, I think on hard. And that's pretty low for me. I was my first game. I got a 218, 208, something like that, dude, you know. He said, I still got it, baby. Come on. I still got it. I can't bowl anymore because of my wrists, but like virtual bowling, I'm in. So it's fun. (laughs) I'll say this. Ready? Fun but flawed. There you go. Okay, that's fair. Worth worth fifty, by the way. And buy it if you're gonna buy it. Do not buy it digitally because you don't get the leg strap. If you buy it physically, ah. they include the leg strap. Ashley had to go to New Jersey to find it because uh, apparently everybody's buying it's it. It's a very popular right game. There. So if you want it, be on the hunt. Go find it, but do not buy it digitally because then soccer will be much much different experience. Good tip. Unless, unless you have Ring Fit Adventure, because that comes with a leg strap. I, I wonder. I bet you could use that one. But anyway, I, I'll digress. Death Stranding 2 is happening. Will, Norman Reedus spoiled uh, it. Yeah, I think he took a picture. I think it was him and uh, Kojima, right? No, that was Kojima's response to him uh, spoiling it. He was doing an interview, and he said, I just got done. Uh, I was in the... Uh, he said, Guillermo del Toro called me and said, this guy named Kojima is going to call you. Whatever he says, just do it. Say yes. And he said, why would I do that? Del Toro then said, stop being a dick. Just say yes. Like that's that was the, that was the actual line. So then he agreed to it. I think it was PT, um, the, the playable teaser, the Silent Hill thing that it started as, but then it turned into Death Stranding. And when he was done the interview, he said, and we just started the second one. So Kojima responded with that with like, he put it as a Japanese joke. He was like, keep your mouth shut friend. And he posted photos of him, like pretending to beat him with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was playful. It was cool. But yeah, Death Stranding 2, Norman Reedus just flat out said, we're working on the second one. So. I, mean, I mean, I mean, cool. I mean, happy for you guys to get more work, but this is a, a franchise that I will, I will stay far and away from. Do you want to hear my hot take? You're going to love it and you hype to play it. No, no, no. If I ever do, 
buy or subscribe to the um, PlayStation. For the free, Plus. It would have to be free, of course. Yeah, you get it. You get it as one of the, you get the director's cut as one of the free games that's included. Um, besides Returnal, Returnal would be the first game I play. The second game I would try would be Death Stranding. So if it ever becomes like a free part of the service, if I ever upgrade, I will try that game. That's I will tell you. Gotcha. That. It makes sense. Well, you mentioned it, Returnal. It is the next PS game headed to PC. Yeah, we don't know when, but Sony on their investor call said, uh, yep, yep, Returnal, it's, uh, it's going to come to PC. So if you haven't played it on PlayStation 5, there was that free update recently. I think it dropped. Um, at least it was announced. There's a ton to play. It is a bullet hell, hard as shit game. I hope you give it a shot. I'm going to, again, if I ever get the subscription service. I yeah. will not buy Returnal. Maybe if it's ever 20 bucks or something. But it's not even on sale now for the, the days of play. Ratchet and Clank's on sale for 40 bucks, and I was super tempted, but I opted against it. Uh, you did miss a story, though. No, I, I, I don't. The reason I said it is because you mentioned it. So. Ah, see, he's a better host than I am, guys. <laughs> and the, the last story <laughs> we have in gaming, the Lord of the Rings, Gollum is coming September 1st. I wish I could care. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't mean, care. I'm, I'm, he- I'm here for the movies. I'm here for the TV shows, but the games, I'm out. IGN gave a 20-minute preview, and I am shocked to say they didn't like it. I'm shocked to say it said uh, it's not looking precious is what Damn, they uh, Ouch. I mean, yeah. I, if I would have known, I would have watched before, but I, I didn't know. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the gameplay because I'm always interested, but that's you, you never want to hear that. Yeah, so I am, uh, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, okay. Um, it's not looking great. The key art didn't look wonderful. And uh, this is a this is a game where I 100% think a trailer could absolutely show up at the Summer Game Fest on June 9th and people will forget about it. Um, this game looks rough. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not super excited. Shame. I'll tell you that. Sam, bring us home, baby. Your weekly WADA. We're skipping movies? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Guys, we have a whole... <laughs> We have a whole. Mo- See, Sam is such a better host. He was wait. He he switched stories to make it flow better. I missed the movies section. <laughs> I just assumed it's, that an it's, hour it's, and twenty minutes we were it's done. It's been a long. It's been a long week, so I, I get it. Well, movies. <laughs> uh, Thor: Love and Thunder got a trailer. Trailer number two. Its first technical trailer. The first one was a teaser. Although yeah. for me, this is trailer number two. A lot different than the first one. What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, there was definitely a lot of, there was still some of the same shots in there, but they definitely showed something new. They finally shown Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Um, he looks and great. And, but, you know, it's funny. I hear a lot of people, at least in the, my, my comment, I'm in a different, you know, IG realm than you. Is a lot of IG guys are hating on it because he looks a lot different than he does in the comics. Oh, I've uh, heard a lot of people say, I heard people, obviously, a lot of people say Voldemort. Um, I can, I can see like a Voldemort slash Marilyn Manson mix a little bit that I can kind of get. Um, I, I did read or someone, someone on Twitter said possibly that maybe each God he kills, he kind of like mutates a little bit. And then by the end where he's strong, he kind of looks the way he does in the comics could be, but I feel like if you're going to pay someone Christian Bale, you're going to want to see his face rather than the entire film CGI. So I could see maybe by the end of it, he looks a little bit different. But I mean, I was okay with it. I thought he looked fine. I wonder because the Guardians weren't really in this one at all. I wonder if they're only going to be in like the beginning 
and then he just kind of they kind of go away from it because he goes home, or if they just didn't show him to keep the attention on Gore and um and Thor. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that was what I I thought that they were they were just switching the focus. I think they're going to be in it like a good bit, not just the two seconds that we saw. Gore and Thor coming to Disney Plus 2024. Oh God, I said 24. <laughs> Gore, Thor, and 24. There you go. It's a presidential tandem, um, and I, ironically, it's an election year. Um, yeah. Also, Natalie Portman had a huge Dude, role. It's July 8th, it comes out. Like we, we're not waiting long for this movie. Yeah, that's wild, dude. It's two months. It's not so even fast. a month and a half. And uh, it's sneaking up on you. Doctor Strange snuck up on me. A lot of these yeah. theatrical projects are sneaking up on me because so many things were delayed that it's like, oh, they're actually here now? Yeah. Crazy. Plus, a lot of people are waiting so much longer now to put out teasers and trailers because yeah. they are afraid of delays that they don't want you to put something out too early. And I appreciate that. That's why we haven't heard a lot of things about a lot of games in development because they're waiting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. We just, just got to get used to it a little bit, but it's good. I, I'm, I'd rather not see so many trailers. Like I'm good. I don't need to see any more trailers for Thor. I'm good. Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, like I'm, 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 it's not the, the Thor that I think about. Like, I, I, again, I always say it, Thor one. I like the tone. They just, it, it's, if you read Thor in comics, this is not the Thor in comics that we're getting. This is just Thor movie comedy, you know, take away TT. Now this is his thing. And I'm, I like it for what it is and I'm going to accept it. Yeah. Um, anything stick out to you in the trailer besides Gore, uh, or, uh, or Natalie Portman had a bigger role in it. Anything else? I just think Natalie Portman looks great. I'm excited to, to, to see her here. Russell Crowe looks a little out of weight or out of shape. My man's got to get it together. <laughs> he made that his profile picture on Twitter. Um, that screenshot of them, and it has twenty two thousand two. I'm sorry, wow, twenty three thousand eight hundred likes in three hours. Jesus God, <laughs> it's his profile picture is becoming viral. Oh my God, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's great. I'm going on his Twitter right now, real quick, just to see what his average likes count is. And, and it's I, in the I, I, it's in the two thousands. Oh, nice. And I did love I'm always saying people like, like with Christian Bell, they're always posting the, the Dark Knight. If you live yourself long enough, you know, you become the villain. Like now he's actually the villain. Like, OK, like I to see people have fun with the memes and stuff like that. I, I thought that's clever. Yeah, that is that shit is funny. My God, that is funny. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. I don't care about this next thing. This is all you Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning got a trailer. It's first one debut. Yeah. What do you think? And this is the seventh entry in the Mission Impossible series, which is insane. And it's being split into two films. Uh, this is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Part 2 is scheduled to be June 28th, 2024. Uh, this movie is coming out next year, July 14th, 2023. And it's, it's Mission Impossible, James Bond. I mean, they're... They're rolling everything into one on this one again, I'll, and I'm here for it. I, I I liked mostly all of Mission Impossible's. You got your your car chase scene, your flying scene. You got your Tom Cruise running scene. I mean, they checked all the boxes in the trailer. You know, Ving Rhames is coming. He's been there since forever. Simon Pegg's been in the last few. Vanessa Kirby's coming back. I'm interested to see. Uh, Haley Atwell is cast in this movie. I nice. she's Captain Carter. I, I think she's great, so I'm excited to see her. But who I'm really excited to see is the film's main villain is Isaiah Morales. Hmm. Season one villain of Ozark. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty excited Del? to see that. Was his name? Was that Dell? Yeah, Dell. Yep, that's exactly who it was. Um, I see that they dumped two hundred and ninety million dollars on this budget, so it's definitely going to need a a, a big release, especially if you want to see a part two. And the same director came back, who's done what since Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. So he did the last one, and then he did Fallout. So I guess he's found the groove with Tom Cruise if he's going to do the next to do four total Mission Impossible. So I think after Dead Reckoning Part Two, I believe that is the end of Ethan Hunt's arc. So eight films will be in Tom Cruise's total Mission Impossible series, which is he had a hell of a run. Well, speaking of a hell of a run. Uh, the new Indiana Jones film has been delayed from July 2022 and will now release in 2023, but they did come out and say it is coming next year. And two weeks after it's going to be released, Harrison Ford will be 81 years old. While it is in theaters playing Indiana Jones. He is 81 years old in real life. Sometimes you just got to roll your windows down and wave. Yeah, this one, hang it up, old friend. Hang it up. I mean, again, I, I understand the last one, it wasn't the greatest. You want to make it better. So hopefully, it's if, if it's any worse than that one, it might hurt the legacy a little bit, but it, it's got to be better. Now, bring us home with your weekly water. <laughs> weekly of this week is when I, when I, I guess I really do have to watch what I say when I said it'll make sense later. My pick of the week is Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. <laughs> I thought it was a Death Stranding plug, but yeah, I like which you that. did. But I, I still got to watch, so I, I guess I give too many hints. Well, that was one but, time in six years. You're fine. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> you're, you're this fine. this came back from Wada nine six A plus came out in two thousand and one. I was in seventh freaking grade or sixth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade as a graduate. Oh three eighth grade. Can't believe it's been that long. This is actually my favorite one of the franchise. Um, I know a lot of people will say probably one, but I, I love Raiden as a character. I thought he was great. Um, this was the seventh best-selling Sony PlayStation 2 game, over 7 million copies sold, developed by Konami and directed by Hideo Kojima. This is the first party wise scene with Sony security label and tear strip. Again, they, they wind up like, re-releasing this. I think this came out on PS3. I think it, they even... Made it come out for Xbox, maybe even Xbox 360 with the HD collection. I think it even came out for Vita a few years later. But um, yeah, this was one of the best for games I played. I mean, Metacritic, they gave it a 96 out of 100. Game Informer gave it a 10 out of 10. IGN gave it a 9.7 out of 10. GameSpot, 9.6 out of 10. I mean, reviews across the whole board, it was great. Um, this was one of the games where our buddy Carmen, that I know me and him, beat this game in his basement years ago. Um, I believe Game uh, Game Informer gave it their game of the year. PSM gave it their game of the year. Edge gave it their innovation of the year. I mean, to sell over 7 million copies to, you know, to me, it's always in the contender of best Metal Gear. I mean, until we get the new one for PS5, until they can kind of move that bar a little bit higher. I mean, this had everything you could want. You play a snake, play as Raid, and you had everything. The story was there. It was fun. It was hard. And the story kept you kind of kept you in there. So to kind of go back, think of a game that you played growing up as a kid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, always one that comes to mind. God damn. That, now it definitely makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That was episode, what was it, 284? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 284. 
Um, just a little bit of a preview of what we've got coming down the pike for you. We mentioned it earlier in the show that we have a crazy four to six weeks. So I'm just going to outline the next four. Uh, and that includes this week. So this week we had our better call saw stuff, part two predictions. We kind of went into a little bit as well. Um, not too, too much, which I'm okay with next week, episode 285. We have our impressions of Obi-Wan Kenobi, our episodes of stranger things Four, and you don't have to participate. Uh, technically E3 doesn't exist. I'm going to, we have an Xbox showcase and a summer game fest and a potential Nintendo direct. So I'm going to give predictions for, I'm going to call it the giant week in gaming. So, um, some people are calling it event week. Like let's just call it E3. So we know we're talking too similar to shark week. I don't like it. (laughs) Let's just call it E3 week because even though it's not happening, whatever, we know what we mean by that. Uh, And then on June 10th, episode 286, a full recap of the summer games fest showcase impressions of the first three episodes of the boys, which comes out June 3rd next week, by the way, June 17th, episode 287. We're breaking down the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase for all mankind. Season three is here. Mario strikers, battle league impressions, a potential breakdown of that same Nintendo summer Nintendo direct. So a ton of stuff over the next four weeks. We hope you join us for the ride. That will do it for us this week. We'll see you next week for episode. 285. Pour one out for the homies at HHM.